The podcast is brought to you today by Michael Bowen and the Bowen team of Waterstone Mortgage. If you are even remotely thinking about buying a house or refining a house, I've got to tell you, now is the absolute right time. The Fed cut the interest rates by half a percent, and I don't think we've seen rates this low in a long time. I digress. The reason why I bring that up is because Michael Bowen is my Yoda when it comes to mortgages, all right? This guy knows everything that there possibly is to know about mortgages. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, whether you're moving up, whether you're downsizing, whether you're buying a luxury property, it doesn't matter. You gotta call Michael Bowen. This guy is super legit, and he's he's my go-to guy. You can reach Michael at 505-259-8326, 505-259-8326. Call Michael Bowen today at Waterstone Mortgage. 505-259-8326, NMLS number 214602. The podcast is also brought to you by our friends over at Pure Life. Pure Life is a medical cannabis company. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I said it, medical cannabis. These guys have everything you could possibly think of. They have flour, they have pre-rolls, they have vaporizers, concentrates, edible tinctures. They even have swag. If you wanted to get like a Pure Life ball cap or hoodie or sweatshirt or something, you could totally do it there. But here's the deal. Pure Life is the largest producing cannabis company in the state of New Mexico. These guys carry more strains than any other cannabis company in the state. I mean, just to name a few, they've got a Cluster Funk Indica, they've got Cotton Candy, Healing Haze, they've got the Platinum Kush. These guys have everything under the sun that you can probably think of. Best thing that I saw about Pure Life while we were there recording a podcast was the way that they interact with their patients. The bud tenders took time to get to know the patients. They talked to them. They figured out what they need and they helped them. And that's what you need when you go to a medical cannabis store. You need somebody who's going to actually give a shit about you and just not try to rush you out the door. Check these guys out online, purelifenm.com. Make sure to tell them Buck and Dex sent you in for the Buck and Dex podcast deal. And finally, the podcast is brought to you by Unleashed Sports Nutrition. Corey and Jen from Unleashed Sports Nutrition over on the corner of Southern Unser and Rio Rancho. Man, these guys have helped me out so much. Not only are they helping me, but they're helping Dex. Dex is going into the Fire Academy. He's going to be a firefighter. I've been on this health kick since last July, losing weight, building muscle. Corey and Jen got me set up. They hooked us up with some BCAAs, which are some kind of amino acids. They gave us pre-workout stuff, post-workout stuff. And I think the linchpin for me working with these guys is the protein powder that they carry. It's the Intec Evolution Powder. It doesn't make you feel gassy. It doesn't make you feel bloated. Every morning for breakfast, what I've had for breakfast for the past eight, nine months, I have 16 ounces of almond milk. I have a cup of blueberries, a banana, and I have two scoops of the Intec Protein Powder. It's like over 60 grams of protein that I get just starting off the day. And I gotta tell you, I feel fantastic. I don't get hungry until like one, two o'clock in the afternoon. I feel amazing. I've lost weight. I've gained muscle. If you go over and spend 20 or 30 minutes with Corey, he will get you dialed into the program that you need. So go over, check them out. Unleash Sports Nutrition. It's the corner of Southern and Unser and Rio Rancho with a new store coming to the Windrock Town Center this spring. Make sure to tell them Buck and Dex sent you for the podcast deal. Now, let's hop into the podcast. And now, now, without further ado, it's the Buck and Dex Show. This is a stupid show. Hey, boys and girls, welcome to the podcast. Coronavirus, show number one. 
We're here. We are. We're live. In my compound. <clears throat> I gotta get all this stuff working. You okay? We moved from the basement up to the top, uh, up to my my living area, because my wife is gone, and uh, I have all the kids. So Honestly, have cash, to keep an eye on them. Cash is the one that seems to be the one that you got to watch, because that kid just wants to be with you and be around all the dudes and yeah. You know? Well, of course. And he doesn't listen to you. He's my guy. <laughs> he doesn't listen to you at all. He's my dude. What's he up? runs this house. What's up, my dude? Is, is what I say to him. <laughs> Cash runs this house. <laughs> yeah, he does. There's there are no like uh questions about that. We 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 understand. Uh we understand. So if you guys hear on this podcast today, you're probably at some point going to hear children come in and start talking to us. Probably. And you're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. So that's why you brought me. So uh, I can deal with the kids? No. Not at all. Uh-huh. Not at all. Hey, go deal with that, Gary. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> My brother-in-law, Gary, is here. We've uh, been wanting to have him on for a while. And uh, I thought it would he would be a good, appropriate person to have on just because shit is getting crazy out there right now. Gary has seen some uh, some shitty things. I've seen it hit the fan. Gear <laughs> is. Do you have a black eye? No, I got hit with a rock that came out of the sprinkler about twenty minutes ago. Oh no, kid! No, but you're you're getting a black eye. It's impossible. My skin is no. Violent. You're getting a black. Turn turn and look at the TV and look look at him. Is yeah, he getting, a little bit. You got a black eye right here, dude. Yeah, didn't happen. <laughs> it's fake news. <laughs> So yeah, so Gear is uh he's a veteran of a few foreign wars. He was in Afghanistan, he was in Iraq, and you know, I figured it'd probably be good to have a soldier on and just kind of talk about like the insanity of what's going on right now because Geary is a history student. Like he's in in school getting his masters in history. He's going to be a professor and it's fucking crazy out there right now, man. It is. It People is. are fist fighting they're getting into fights over stupid toilet paper. Over single ply TP. Yeah. Yeah. So what, is, so what is it? I'm trying to figure out. I understand we need toilet paper. I get it. And when you run out of toilet paper, that sucks. I totally get it. Just use your hand. But Just jump in the shower. Jump in the shower. What the Wash hell? Well, I don't understand why it was everybody just started running to the stores to buy up all the toilet paper. It's... Like, as if they saw some math that says that you'll poop more by yeah. being cooped up in your house. You know what? I'm pooping more now that I don't have a shit ton of toilet paper. I feel nope. like I'm going to run out soon and I'm going to be screwed. You might as well enjoy it while you have it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just yeah. use it while you can. So is this the ripple effect of... So I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what's going on here because is it, is it the whole, like, we're all sheep and you see all the other sheep running. You got to run too and get it before it's all out kind of thing. Or is it people really scared that we're going to not have food and toilet paper? And Well, that's the very first world of us to think about. Because when you see the people at the store currently going on a mad dash to like fill six carts and they're fighting over TP, they're getting like seven weeks worth of food that they're going to eat maybe 10% of and throw away the rest. Exactly, yeah. So it's not necessarily like a legitimate hysteria of what yeah. they're doing, but it's more of a, a continuation of overzealous first world problems, right? in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, because you look, I mean, really, what you need is like 
a couple of 50 pound bags of beans and a couple of 50 pound sacks of rice and you're good. Yeah. That's a couple really MREs awesome. in there. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I have McDonald's. I'm not worried about the grocery stores right now. I have all the fast food that I that I want. All the restaurants aren't shutting down. And that no. stuff's Water. had coronavirus in it since 1970. Exactly. Hey, here, already good. Here's what we talked about. Oh so the, the kids are coming in here full effect right now. Dad? What What is it, Sophie? Come here, Sophie. Dad's hanging out with his friends. God. Hey, Sophie, say hi to everybody. Everybody was worried about you after your seizure. Mm-hmm. Say hi to everybody. I know. Get over here. Get over here. Say hi. Hi. Okay, Cash, say hi. Okay, you come say hi. Sophie? All right, good. All right, you guys go back in your room. Give Uncle Gary a hug. Yes, you can get a snack. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be the highest rated podcast episode we have, probably. (laughs) Kids running in and out of here. I think, I think. Do you really think I called you to come over and watch the kids? Yeah. Yeah, I had thought about it at first, and I was like, "Let's just have Geary on." Yeah, he did. I, I, I was explaining to Lisa on the phone. I was like, "I need you to come back." They invited me on the show, and she's like, "Why? What do you have to say?" <laughs> well, and then also, I want you to be able to pour salt in your your buddy's wounds because you get to be on the podcast and he doesn't. Oh, that's right. Mm. Yeah, Jeff Jeff Blankensop, my friend, is a huge fan of your oh, podcast. He thinks you guys are the coolest. That's cool. And I said, yeah, you're all right. He just doesn't really know us that well. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> exactly. So, oh, so from, from a person who has retired from the military, what's your, uh, what's your thought as far as the way things are happening now? And, and where do you see, I mean, obviously nobody can predict what's going to happen because this stupid virus is super contagious. It looks like after the stuff that I've been reading, that the death toll, like the the percentages of death in South Korea and China have dropped pretty much. And it's like under one, it's under 1% or going up to 1% in South Korea. And what do you think about all this? Well, I mean, as a veteran, I don't think that really prepares you for if a, a true pandemic would happen. That's true. I would have a whole bunch of false confidence until I'm dead <laughs> <laughs> from it, you know? But, um, it's actually, if you see what everyone's doing, you could look at history to uh, find an answer. So, like the Spanish flu of 1918. Yeah. Uh, Did that kill like 50 million people? Yeah. It killed a lot of people worldwide. Um, but here in America, if you looked at two case studies, there was a city in Pennsylvania and then St. Louis. And they both did exact opposite like plans with the Spanish flu. So Pennsylvania said, no, we're not canceling anything. We're going to continue to have parades and festivals. Like, we're just going to go on with life. And St. Louis, the mayor said, nope, shut everything down. And they locked it all down and compartmentalized and told people to stay at home. And less people died in St. Louis than anywhere else. Yeah. And a ton of people died in Pennsylvania. So it's one of those things that they looked to history to figure out what, like, a good uh, plan is and. Sally, I think that you kind of executed this quarantine a little early. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, they're talking about, you know, they talk about the curve of... Right, uh, and the, yeah. the The whatever they called, you know, I'm not sure exactly what the curve is, but they talk about flattening the curve, and what that does is, historically, it, it will It reduces keep, the multiplication. It reduces of, the of multiplication infection. of the virus, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I think somewhat we're doing a pretty good job you know canceling school um yeah that's sporting events i mean it here's what sucks though is that 
a lot of businesses are going to hurt. You know, I mean, you're dealing with this <clears throat> buck. You yeah. Know? I mean, a lot of local businesses are going to suffer. Um, I, w- I was listening to the radio the, the other day and the guy that just makes all his money at the flea market was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know yeah. how I'm going to feed my family because all the money I make is at the flea market and that shut down. What, what, what am I going to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are going to suffer. <clears throat> yeah. That's the big thing that I think is, I mean, obviously it's, it's really super sad that people are going to die from this. Like I'm worried about my mom. You know, I'm worried about my mom's health because she has, uh, she has lupus, which is an autoimmune disease mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it affects your internal organs and she's already got issues with her lungs. So I'm, I'm super concerned about her. She's not worried about it at all. <clears throat> but the other, the other thing that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thinking is that Dad, the, poured coffee on the bed. Oh, Cash poured coffee I got it. on no, the no, bed. No, 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 keep doing your thing. Cash okay? Did you? Cash is fine. Get a spanking? He did not get a spanking. Um, so my th- we had to pause the cash spilled a coffee on my bed. He drinks coffee. Uh, <laughs> he drinks coffee. Yeah. yeah he's a full-time job. He works at the local Blockbuster. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. But my, my thought is, is like we're going to see big ripples from this financially and it's going to affect the economy probably for a while yeah just because you can't shut everything down for a month or two months and not expect to have some type of of uh repercussions from that right and our country is basically like a service industry country we're like a service country we're not we're not a manufacturing country like china or mexico or whoever we're a service country. A lot of our businesses are service based. It's restaurants, it's entertainment, mm-hmm. and and it's really going to affect that. Like me personally, the way it's affecting us is we've had obviously they've said you know no gatherings of more than a hundred people. So we've already had two sold out shows that are just gone. You know that we're going to lose you know well over twenty thousand dollars worth of revenue on. That's just two shows. Yeah. You know, Kid Cudi, right? One of them. <clears throat> I saw that this morning. I was kind of sad with that. Oh, the Aoki, you mean? Oh, Aoki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kid Cudi does the remix. Ah. Yeah, we're trying to get that rescheduled. That's uh, that's a good one to get rescheduled. But yeah, you know, we lost Brittany Howard. We lost uh, we lost the Aoki. We lost uh, uh, Dance Gavin Dance and Animals as Leaders. I mean, these are all sold out shows. Yeah, and the are- rent can't be uh, can't be too cheap down there. No, you no. got to keep the lights on. We got to keep the lights on. It's not. Yeah, I feel bad for the one percent right now. Honestly, I do. Like my heart goes out to you, Aaron. <laughs> oh, well, first of all, I'm not part of the one percent. I don't know about that. I really yeah. don't think I'm part of the one percent. Um, What's but, it like to struggle? <laughs> yeah, don't be worried that you it's might hard. lose it all. It is. Did you have hard. to buy like you know generic brand shampoo this week, or are you still using like? Are you tea really tree? busting my? Do you think I'm rich? I am by no means rich. Dude, how close do we live to each other, Gary? Yeah, but I mean, it's just like, <clears throat> how close do you live across the railroad tracks? You know? <laughs> so Wyoming is the railroad tracks now? <laughs> Sometimes. It's pretty dangerous. You cross them streets and some stuff happens. So, Buck, were you were you one of the people that was down at the grocery store buying the water? Because when you showed me... Your little bunker room. <laughs> My little bunker room. There was a lot of water down there. 
I have. Yeah, I've always had stuff down there. Okay. I've had MREs down there for a while, and <laughs> but uh, so you've been you've been smart. All these other knuckleheads out there. Yeah. No, I'm not down buying stuff now. Yeah. It's 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 uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing I, I don't understand either. Is are people scared that the water is just going to get shut off and we're going to lose electricity? I, <clears throat> are they just preparing for the worst. I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I think it's probably. I think people. You guys are listening to this you got to be, you've got to use common sense. Okay. Use common sense. There's nothing to, there's nothing to panic about right now. Everybody needs just to take a deep breath away from everybody else and, and, and just, just try to be calm because if you don't, if that's not your mindset, all this is going to do is add to the anxiety that you have about this stuff. And it's going to just keep building and, and basically you're creating a now I don't want to say it's not a big deal because people are going to die but if everybody just takes a breath and takes it easy we'll all get through this and it's going to be okay yeah stay at home and if you need help reach out buck will help you he's yep. got plenty yeah he's got a dollar or two to throw your way <laughs> oh my gosh you guys need to when stop you- this shit <laughs> When you walk by panhandlers with your like monocle and top hat, <laughs> seriously, like, well, do you explain? What am I, to the them fucking Monopoly man? Are you serious? <laughs> like, do you do you go up to them like telling them how they could be doing better, or do you actually like throw them like a one dollar? I'm regretting bill? instantly bringing you on the the episode today. <laughs> Are you guys having church? Over at uh, North Church? Uh, our church this week will be online. Good. I just want to say, any churches out there, any people that are going to church, I think you're stupid, and I don't like it. And I don't like you if you're going to go to church and gather with all of these other people out there that probably are infected, because that's how the virus is going to spread. I'm sick of seeing these posts on Facebook and Instagram saying, God's going to protect me. That's ignorant and stupid. I'm sorry. It is. I don't like that. It drives me crazy. It's like, stay away. Don't gather with all these other people. Let's let this thing die off. You know, something interesting that's happened before Gary got here this morning. Dex and I were sitting here, and, and I, I have a website subscription that, that I have, and I can I can watch events around the world. And right now... We're watching curling in Canada, mm-hmm. and there are all kinds of people in this arena. Yeah, I, are we sure that this is live? This, this is could live. Be taped. How do we know? This is not taped. This is live. How do you know? This, this could- is this is the ESPN of Canada that we're watching right now. Yeah, but they we play- were just watching soccer in. Excuse me, we were watching football in some European country, and there were people in the stands. Okay, but think about it, man. It wasn't Premier League. Think about it. If they've shut down all sporting events, what is ESPN going to do? They're going to play reruns. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it I doesn't mean, make don't any they sense. Have a tw- they have 24-hour networks, don't they? Yeah. They're just going to run black screen the whole time? Yeah, exactly. Like, what are they going to do? I mean, because... Well, I mean, you can <clears throat> see that they're going to the bottom of the barrel by showing curling in Canada. But Well, dude, that's their nation's football, you know? <laughs> no, hockey, I guess hockey is yeah, their nation's hockey football. Would. Curling's like a drunken Scottish man's game. 
No, nothing. We're, we're, oh, we're, sorry. we're very captivated. We're yeah, watching yeah, yeah. curling. I think you should the, turn off the cur- by curling. By female curling. <laughs> All right, let me turn it off. You guys are getting distracted. There. Pay attention. Oh, gosh. Jeez. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, it's most likely going to get a lot worse before it gets better. It is going to get worse before it gets better. That's the thing that everybody needs to understand. Is it the media's fault, though? You think that's why there's a lot of panic going on with people is the media? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, one of the problems that we suffer with in living where we, in the times that we do is the fact that technology and information travels at the speed of light. Right. And we're current on everything all the time now. And so it just takes one news story coming about saying, oh, there's this rise of a virus that's, you know, hard to detect, kind of like the flu, cold, but you could die. Okay, well, you can die from anything. But you said it that way. Now it spreads to 10,000 people. 10,000 people retweet it. It becomes 10 million, so on and so forth. And that, I mean, if you guys remember, like a month ago, we never even heard of this thing. And now it's everywhere. Right. Like to the point where I was at the commissary yesterday and it looked like Armageddon was happening. Like the lights weren't on. Babies were crying. Yeah. A dude had a knife. There was like MPs patrolling the toilet paper aisle for no toilet paper there to be protected. I mean, it was nuts. Yeah, no, it was, uh, I saw a video, <clears throat> somebody posted, excuse me, um, I think it was at a Walmart, some guy ran his car into the front entrance of Walmart, and there was some police officers and firefighters holding a few guys down on the ground. Here? It, yeah, it was crazy. In Albuquerque? In Albuquerque. I am shocked. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's I mean, either going to be Albuquerque or Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Anywhere in Florida. Yeah, and it's just, it's like that everywhere. All over the country, probably all over the world. You know, it's 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 crazy. A new era has begun. The podcast is brought to you today by Michael Bowen and the Bowen team of Waterstone Mortgage. If you are even remotely thinking about buying a house or refining a house, I've got to tell you, now is the absolute right time. The Fed cut the interest rates by half a percent, and I don't think we've seen rates this low in a long time. I digress. The reason why I bring that up is because Michael Bowen is my Yoda when it comes to mortgages, all right? This guy knows everything that there possibly is to know about mortgages. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, whether you're moving up, whether you're downsizing, whether you're buying a luxury property, it doesn't matter. You got to call Michael Bowen. This guy is super legit, and he's, he's my go-to guy. You can reach Michael at 505-259-8326, 505-259-8326. Call Michael Bowen today at Waterstone Mortgage, 505-259-8326, NMLS number 214602. The podcast is also brought to you by our friends over at Pure Life. Pure Life is a medical cannabis company. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I said it, medical cannabis. These guys have everything you could possibly think of. They have flour, they have pre-rolls, they have vaporizers, concentrates, edible tinctures. They even have swag. If you wanted to get like a Pure Life ball cap or hoodie or sweatshirt or something, you could totally do it there. But here's the deal. Pure Life is the largest producing cannabis company in the state of New Mexico. These guys carry more strains than any other cannabis company in the state. I mean, just to name a few, they've got a Cluster Funk Indica, they've got Cotton Candy, Healing Haze, they've got the Platinum Kush. These guys have everything under the sun that you can probably think of. Best thing that I saw about Pure Life while we were there recording a podcast was the way that they interact with their patients. 
The bud tenders took time to get to know the patients. They talked to them. They figured out what they need, and they helped them. And that's what you need when you go to a medical cannabis store. You need somebody who's going to actually give a shit about you and just not try to rush you out the door. Check these guys out online, purelifenm.com. Make sure to tell them Buck and Dex sent you in for the Buck and Dex podcast deal. The podcast is also brought to you by Sandia BMW Motorcycles. Sandia BMW Motorcycles is basically the go-to place when you want a really super cool bike. I'm not sure if you've heard about the new BMW Superbike. It's the S1000RR. This bike, 205 horsepower. 205 horsepower. Absolutely ridiculous. If you want a touring bike, they've got the R1250 RT, and they've got the K1600. New Mexico is ideal for a person that likes to get out and ride. We've got a lot of open spaces, a lot of trails. You could do some adventure riding. You could do some road riding. You could do some mountain riding, all kinds of stuff. And you've got to go to the pros over at Sandia BMW Motorcycles. These guys are located at 6001 Pan American Freeway. If you wanted to set up a test ride, you need to call them at 866-872-5632. That's 866-872-5632. Sandia BMW Motorcycles, not for everybody, but for everywhere. You got to make life a ride. Go check those guys out. Our newest sponsor to the podcast, Total Betty Donuts. Check these guys out online, totalbettydonuts.com. You can find them on Instagram too, at Total Betty Donuts. They're located at 7634 Louisiana Boulevard. I actually stopped by a couple of weeks ago before, you know, when I was meeting these guys and just kind of wanted to see what they were all about. Total Betty Donuts, they kind of specialize in these made-to-order mini donuts. They have over 26 flavors. When I went over and visited them, they actually made me a little box of six mini donuts. I wanted to buy some and try it out before we took an endorsement from them because you have to like the product. And I brought these home to my kids. They actually made these little mini unicorn donuts. They were cuter than hell. The kids loved them. I tried one. They were amazing. They've got custom mini donuts for birthdays, baby showers, corporate events, bridal showers, weddings, etc., And they also carry coffee. Now, if you want to have like a super special cup of coffee, like you want to impress a girl, have them 3D print something to put on the foam for the coffee. They actually do that there. And they offer fair trade organic espresso, locally roasted, and they only pull quad shots. They're open daily. Check them out. TotalBettyDonuts.com. They're open seven days a week. Make sure you check them out. TotalBettyDonuts.com. And make sure to tell them Buck and Dex sent you so you get the Buck and Dex podcast deal. The following program contains material not suitable for children. There is absolutely nothing inappropriate about my program. Due to the graphic nature of today's show, parental guidance is strongly suggested. This is not a kid's environment. Clean up your act. I just want to go. I want to be able to go to the grocery store and not have to stand in line for 30 minutes to buy my my apple. That's what I want. Just one apple? Sometimes well, I just want one apple. Sometimes I just want a Butterfinger. You, you know? can. What do you feel about the new flavor, Butterfinger? There's a, a new, new flavor? flavor, Butterfinger? Yeah, it's a new new recipe. Have We're you digressing tried it right now, but I'm okay with it. No. Because well, you I better like get on it. I did try I tried the peanut butter cup Butterfinger, which was awful. Mm-hmm. Never again. They Stick to what you're good at. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know they had a new flavor, though. Yeah. It's just more buttery, I guess. Huh. I don't know if I'd like that or not. Huh. Maybe we should put some of those in the bomb shelter.
Ooh. Is there a fat kid inside you? Yes. <laughs> yes. There yeah. Is. Then you'll love it. It's oh candy. Oh gosh. Yeah. Before he started doing the podcast, he was uh, seven hundred and thirty-six. He was tipping. He was tipping <laughs> the scales at two hundred ninety-seven pounds. Two hundred ninety-seven. Wow. Yes. He was. He was Jeez. just under three hundred. I think the heaviest I've ever been was two fifty-five. That's that picture you showed me. Yeah. Yeah. Two fifty-five. Yeah. You were a chunky monkey in that and photo. I, I don't know if I could have gotten heavier. I think I. That's, you could have. You want to drink? No. There's that episode of The Simpsons where Homer figured out that uh, if he was a certain weight, he could stay at home and work. And by the time he was done, he was wearing flowered moo-moos. <laughs> I just remember when I started walking and running, I just remember feeling all of my body jiggling everywhere. And as, when you start doing that as a fat man, that's that's tough. Because that's the last thing you want. It's like when you're driving in the car and you hit a bump and all of a sudden your fat starts jiggling. That's not that's not cool either. <laughs> you know? that's all, that's all I don't right. want to go back to that ever again. You know? It's like running or like sailing a boat against the waves. Yeah. You know? Like it's not with the rhythm. Yeah. It's terrible. Oh gosh. No, thank you. Gear, are you staying pretty uh pretty calm during all this stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. I stay pretty calm. I mean, about because everything. and that's part of the reason, like I said, why you know, I thought it would be good to have him here because you've been you've been in war. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've been in the, war. The yeah. Great War, if you will. The Global War on Terror. Terror. <laughs> the longest I'm, war in American history. I was talking to my well, cousin. The Indian Wars, I guess, are technically the longest war, but my cousin Jeremiah, he was a Green Beret and he just retired. Yeah. And he posted something the other day on Instagram and he owns a CrossFit gym up in uh, Denver and and he's just enjoying retirement. Mm-hmm. But he mentioned that it's sad being a civilian and because he's so used to this structure and being around people that are just excellent. Right. And now you're a civilian and you're around, I mean, look at what we live in. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like people are just shitty, right. you know, and they suck. Yeah. And there's good people and there's bad people, but he's, he's definitely missing that structured life of being around excellent people all the time. You know, it's, was that tough for you when you, got into civilian life it was a little tough i at first you know you have this kind of like euphoria of i'm going to grow a beard i'm going to drink six cases of beer a day and just do nothing and it's going to be great and not a single asshole on this planet can tell me what to do anymore except for your wife except for my wife (laughs) but uh so i decided that first year off that i would just stay home and just like hang out with my kids because there was a lot of years like i wasn't around with my kids or anything like that but it start it didn't really affect me until i started seeing my old unit going back into like pre deployment training mm-hmm. and you know they're out in the field you know still wearing cool gear but sucking and everything you know like getting rained on in the snow and i, I was missing that camaraderie yeah. and that started to hurt cuz i kind of wanted to be still doing that stuff that's what i I'd like to do uh and then when they deployed again without me, that's when it really like hit like, oh man, I'm a piece of shit <laughs> not doing anything. Yeah. And so. Yeah, but you're not getting shot at. Yeah, but I'd rather be getting shot at and have friends. You have, what are you talking about? You have friends. You're my family. <laughs> well. I'd I mean, take a bullet for you any day. <laughs> not really. No. A smart person would never take a bullet for anybody. Because then if you're here. Who's going to say? Never mind. Well, I think it's a lot like we hear that with uh, with professional athletes, you know, mm-hmm. um, mixed martial artists, a lot mm-hmm. of guys that have been in the UFC, they, they're they in the spotlight, you know, they're walking out in front of, you know, millions of people, thousands of people in the arena, you know, and it's like, you take that away from them and they're lost, 
Yeah. It's like, it's how do I get doing a podcast. How do I get high again? How do I get out there and, and get that feeling that I used to have? That's got to be the most difficult part, even for, you know, a soldier coming back, you know, into. Well, yeah, you life. Get, the, the key is to find something. Um, for me, what I did was I realized that I needed to be productive in some way. You know, I could have gotten out, collected all the disability that the military gives you, that or the VA gives you, the pensions, all that stuff, and, and never worked another day in my life and just lived comfortably. Yeah. But that's depressing. I mean, I'm only in, in my 30s. So I decided to go back to school. Well, I mean, go to school completely, like actually go. I never been to college before. And I just devoted that as this is my work. Like this is me somehow contributing to society yeah. still. Um, because you get a lot of veterans who get out and just kind of drink beer and putts around and go see old war buddies and drink more beer and get drunk and depressed, you know. And they're not, I mean, they, they are entitled to some type of thanks like, thank you for your service and appreciation for everything you did. But in those kinds of scenarios, you're not really contributing to anything. Right. You're just a person consuming things. Yeah. And so... Um, well, that's pretty much the society. That's like the mindset of our society right now anyway. Yeah, but I mean, you think about it. People go to work. They they earn whatever amount of money to buy things that they want to have this you know sense of a life. But what they're doing is also paying taxes. They're paying into society, and that money supposed to go to like things that improve, you know, <coughs> show, you know geopolitical and social cultural issues. Right. Um, when you get out as a veteran and you collect tax free, you know, disability for the rest of your life, you don't, you're not contributing any of that money to society other than you, you know, buying food um, and paying some tax on it. Um, and video games. And video games. Lots of they play a lot of video games, and they're the best. Games. When you get on like Xbox, and it'll say like, like quadruple killer 11 bravo infantrymen and then like you know they die by like a five-year-old and they're like that's not how it fuck that's not how it happens in real life in real life you would never do that hey trees don't stop bullets it's a podcast you can actually i can say the f-bomb you can yeah, you, can you can say, say the whatever F-bomb. you want farcicles yeah there you go press the digitation yeah no that's that makes sense you know i mean it you want a purpose, you know, you, right. you can't just sit at home, you know, you can't check out, you know, right. cause well, you can sit at home now. Yeah. They, well, yeah. They, they, they would like you to, the government's telling you, the to government yeah. would like yeah. you to stay. And at you home know what? Right I think it's great. You know, take a break, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, I think I, I do feel bad for a lot of families too, you know, that they have to work and now kids are out of school Yeah, and it's like, what are they doing? You know, the kids just staying home alone right now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, like uh, at Sarah's work, you know, she works in the operating room at a hospital and they sent out an email. They're like, we get that you guys have families and kids. We need to know what can we do to help you? And I mean, it's fortunately, I have a flexible job, you know, working in real estate where I can be home if I need to be home. And it's it's going to be okay, but you're right. You know, it's 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 affecting thing. I think cash is coming back. Just warning you guys. Yeah, he's coming. Yeah, my, my mom. She works for the Yale New Haven Hospital, and they sent out a letter. She was supposed to be here this weekend, and they put out a letter like three days ago, and it just said, "We can't tell you not to leave the state or fly, but we can fire you." Man. So, like, that's how serious some places are taking. Like, yeah. Oh, so they basically said, don't leave and don't travel anywhere? Right. Like, be prepared to 
stay in the hospital for two weeks. They want to bring all their their like essential staff to st- stay in the hospital for two weeks, and um, they're telling everyone else that you're not allowed to leave the state. Follow like the state, you know, guidelines of not large crowds. Don't go to church, which is crazy. But I, I mean, I'm a little bit against you on that. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. But it, it, it no, disagree with them if you do. It's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, just in the simple fact that, um, like, there's we have a separation of church and state. So like, when the governor put out like, I recommend you don't go to church. Like, yeah, that's as far as you could ever go with that. Right. But. To ever try to, the government always wants to try to step those bounds between religion and church and state. And um, so to see people not go to church would be like to give in to what a non, you know, ecclesiastical entity has said to do. No, on that point, I'm with you and I agree with you. At the same time, I think it, I think it's just smart to not be around a bunch of people, you know, even at the gym. I'm not just talking about church. I'm talking about the gym. Anything where there's going to be a large group of people, it's just not a good idea to be around in right now. You know? I, I, dude, I work out at the JCC, and there's a lot of old folks there. Yeah, they shouldn't be there right now. You know, I don't work out. See, preventative. I just have to bust out push-ups here now. Yeah, but I jacked like my fun. shoulder helping him move. You don't concrete. need to plural it. Just push up. I do push up. <laughs> you do your push up. I do my push up. I do my push up. <laughs> my one daily push up. Wouldn't it be nice if you could just do a push up and like get all the effects you need from one push up? Like a 17 pack. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah, but I'm I'm with you. I, I don't want the government telling me what I can and can't do. Right. They're already um, doing that a lot. Yeah, exactly. Um, but as far as hey, there's a virus out there that can spread pretty quickly. And if it gets into the wrong hands. The elderly people with auto audio autoimmune immune diseases, uh, respiratory issues, stuff like that. That's herpes. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. I think the herpes people are safe. Yeah, they're probably okay. Maybe, but I mean, we're saying old people. I mean, old people, herpes. Yeah. You know, STDs are on the rise in New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, like with oh, excuse me, with seniors. Senior STDs are up in New Mexico. There was a story that I hubs, saw. Right? No, no, like two weeks ago when I went on Darren's show with them. We were actually going to talk about it that day. And uh, gonorrhea is up 651% in in uh, seniors. Wow. Yeah. They're just, they don't care. They're just banging away. You're already close to death. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, but it would kind of suck to get an STD at that age. You know, I mean, Having who wants random to be sex in nursing homes? Yeah, <laughs> got to find love at any any yeah. corner you can get it. That's true. Everybody needs companionship, man. What's gonorrhea? What what do you do? What happens when you get gonorrhea? you get a shot? Man. Or like, you, are you pissing? Like chlamydia is the one that I don't know. You piss right? Chlamydia? Yeah. Uh, that the herpes class? is the one that you get boils in places you don't want to have. Yeah, you get the worst sores and boils. Oh, uh, and you know, but that one's cool because it's kind of like a period, like there's a window <laughs> so there's, where you there's, can, you can't, don't get too stressed. <laughs> I'm an expert. It's whatever. Uh, gonorrhea. Isn't that like the one? No, chlamydia is the one they call the drip, isn't it? Like you, it, I don't know. There's you, like a leakage or of some leakage? kind. There's really? some kind of leakage. Which one makes it burn when you pee? I thought that was the clap. I'm pretty sure chlamydia. all of them make it. Uh, may I, don't I, don't I don't Anything know. that shouldn't be in your pee hole <laughs> probably makes it burn. 
We are not doctors, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Uh, yeah. But I, I have been rotted before, so that does make... You've what? I've been rotted before. Oh, so you have? That makes me like half of an expert. I remember them talking about that in the Navy when they would, we would, uh, you know, you come back off of a port of call or something and you'd, you know, the sailors would line up for the steel swab to get tested mm-hmm. and just right down the pee hole. Oh my gosh. Yep. Right yep. down the pee. They don't. Even, there's not like a, they don't let you hype it up. They don't play Eye of the Tiger. Not there's no. And then like can I at least like get it hard? And then like no, that makes it worse. <laughs> and you're like but seriously, like I need I need some protection here. Yeah. Like, anything and nope. I just went right in there. Oh. I was violated. Yeah. And uh, then nothing prepares you for that. But they don't even have to do like two days later. They're like, yeah, you could just pee in a cup now, and we can figure it all out. Like seriously. I had to, you mean I didn't have to get a steel swab up my pee hole? Yeah, right. I didn't have to get like a up cleaning pecker rod hole? that comes, feels like it's coming out my butthole. Yeah. Like one of the things I'm not looking forward to, and I'm sure someday it'll probably happen, is the catheter. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You just oh. got to breathe through it. That's what they say. <clears throat> they say that about everything. Just breathe through it. No, even breathing, I still know there's a, a mass that is yeah. going up this yeah. millimeter wide hole. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even. Yeah. Uh, but that's when Lisa says, quit being a bitch. I'm a woman. You know, my shit has to go up there. Huh? <laughs> Good thing your wife doesn't listen to the podcast. I'm sure Jeff will rat you out, though. Jeff will, he's a bit. Yeah, he will, he'll rat me out. He'll rat you out. He'll rat you out on social media. <laughs> so everybody be calm. Be calm. Yeah. Everything's going to be okay. If yeah. anything, you should actually be like Jeff right now. Just Who? a hermit. Jeff Blankenstein. Oh, he's totally a hermit. Living in his basement, lights off all the time, occasionally poking his head out, you know, a window to see if the world's on fire yet. And yeah, that's that's the way you should be. Is he off of work right now because... Because he works for the airline? He works for Alaska Airlines, right? Yeah, they're still actually... I mean, I talked to him yesterday. Or I saw day. something about maybe them grounding like a bunch of flights. They should. It was, they say Seattle is like the epicenter of this whole thing. And, yeah. you know, the airline he works for, that's their major hub. It's so, Seattle? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I mean, that would suck if he didn't have work for like the next month because he's not getting money and he's you know he's yeah. trying to raise three kids is and he retired from the army too or did he just get out no he got out um he got out medically i believe for being a bitch um <laughs> for having vaginitis yeah See, he can't do anything because he's, he can't yeah, defend he can. himself so we can just really <laughs> say whatever we want and he doesn't live here it's actually small dick syndrome oh, they, wow. they mistaken it as a clitoris when he got you know he went to ai jeff i apologize i don't uh, know you <clears throat> This just in, breaking news, the travel ban has been extended to the UK and Ireland. Oh, good. Good. Not so, just the Muslims now. So at first, they uh, they said it was European, and with the exception of UK and Ireland, and now um, they've, uh, they've extended that as well. And apparently, planes have turned around mid-flight wow. because of the new travel ban. Oh, gosh. And President Trump has been tested for coronavirus. He's good. I don't know. It just says he's been tested. Okay. Keep us updated on that. I will. And there's a Chinese billionaire, a guy named Jack Ma, said he's going to donate a million face masks and 500,000 coronavirus testing kits to the United States. Face masks don't do anything. I feel like that's a Trojan horse. Yeah. Probably. They like they probably have coronavirus like in the face mask. The, exactly. Like yeah. You started it, man. So, let me ask you guys yeah. a question. <clears throat> do you think that this is like could uh, this is total like 
This is something Eddie Bravo, if you're not familiar with Eddie Bravo, he's a like a jiu-jitsu guru, but he's also a crazy conspiracy theory guy. And he's like, him and Alex Jones are like on the same level as far as like conspiracy stuff. And I've heard people talking about how this is China's way of attacking the United States. What's your thought? Why are y'all looking at me? I'm looking at both of I you. Mean, I mean, I... It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't, here's the thing. It wouldn't surprise me at all if, and I'm not saying this is what I believe, but if this was the Democrats way of oh trying, to, trying to, trying <laughs> nice. to destroy nice plug. the economy right now, while Trump is, we're going into another election. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that's what I believe, but I I know that our government is just as evil as the next government and they're capable of doing some pretty shitty things. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised. Preach. You know? So you think it's the Democrats that started the... It could be. It could be. Pelosi. She's pretty much the coronavirus. She, yeah, she's like the Dr. Evil of of the coronavirus lab. Yeah. Strangely, if Seattle's the epicenter, which was also the epicenter of Dr. Evil's lair. Ooh. But, and then, you know, they picked an easily blamable scapegoat, China. Everybody already hates China here. So just to say, well, China ate bats and boom. Like, that's Is that where this thing came from? Yeah, bat bat? eating bats. Oh, eating bats. Have you seen the size of those bats they eat over there? I saw that I saw somebody huge. cooking some or something, and they made like bat curry soup or something. Mm-mm. Yeah. God bless America. We don't eat bats. We eat delicious cows <laughs> by the bushel. <laughs> by the bushel, we'll slaughter an entire cow to make one patty. Right, if we have to. Yeah, and that's what I love about America. Like the the bison, like bison's meat is everywhere now. Like ten years ago, it wasn't a lot of it. Well, that was because there wasn't a lot of bison. And we Americans, being so great at everything, decided, let's repopulate the bison so they're not, like, endangered. And then as soon as they were, like, good to go, let's fucking kill them all and eat them shits. Yeah. yeah I've heard, uh, now, I don't know how accurate this is. I, I think it is accurate, but I heard this. And it makes sense to me because Ted Turner's fucking nuts. But I heard <clears throat> that Ted Turner was the largest landowner in the state of New Mexico at one point. And he basically bought a strip of land essentially from the border of Mexico to the border of Canada so he could start like running bison again and yeah. like repopulate the bison. No, I, I, that, that's true, actually. You know, because he owns, I mean, a, a ton of land in Montana. Does he? Yeah, lots of buffalo up there on his land. So, no, I think I, I've heard that before. I don't know how for him. true it is, but you know why not? Yeah, he's yeah. the one percent. I'm not the one percent. He's so what, the one. He's on. He's on speed dial, or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like when and, your cable's out, and you call and him and be like, "Hey, don't you still own like all the networks? Can't you fix me up? Fix me up, bro." What do you What do you think, Buck? Do you think uh, the government's behind this? Do you think I, I don't? China? I don't think so. No? I mean, I think that <clears throat> I'm not a super paranoid person. However, I do believe that there are things that have happened in the history of our country that you can easily say the government had a hand in. Like um 
No, not 9-11 decks. <laughs> I mean, have you seen the footage? I have seen the footage. I was actually have you on, done your research? I was actually on the air the day that that happened. Yeah, I was there, man. Well, I was in Connecticut. Yeah, you were in Connecticut. Which is like a stone throw. But yeah. Sorry. Um, no, I mean, like, uh, like uh, the crack epidemic starting, you know. The I blowing mean, up of the main... Which started the Spanish-American War. Well, let me go back to the crack epidemic first, and then we'll talk about that. But I believe that a lot of that was uh, perpetrated by the CIA with, you know, when, when it all started. I believe a lot of it was perpetrated by the CIA, and I think it had something to do with, um, with swapping cocaine for guns and you know yeah for south america the contra yeah yeah Yeah, that's true i i think that's you know because that's really kind of when it started it almost brought down you know that republican base's ultimate idol of ronald reagan yeah that was his big controversy was yeah so i i think there are things you know that the government has i think that even though biological weapons are banned i think that there could be have to be careful about saying this. I think that there could be government experiments that have gone awry. Dick Cheney just heard that. Yeah. I better watch out. He's going to shoot me in the face. Um, but, I, but I think that there are government experiments that could have gone awry that have turned into, you know. Lyme disease. Diseases that people now carry and get. And right. So. That's how Lyme disease started. Government experiment? Yeah. It was a, it was, they were creating a biological weapon and it was off the town of Lyme, Connecticut. They were doing it on a little island they owned and they thought it wouldn't get out. And it, apparently ticks can just consume it. Didn't your ex-wife have Lyme disease? No. No. And that's um, it. That's why it's called Lyme oh, disease. Oh, she had something else. Crohn's disease. Crohn's disease, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of my thought. I mean, not being a super paranoid person, I don't think that this particular incident is has anything to do with the government, I and I don't think the Chinese are attacking us. But um, yeah, di- uh, not that they're getting. A but it's out money. there. I mean, I'm sure if you just Google coronavirus conspiracy theory, I'm sure there's got to be something out there at this point. Yeah, it connects it to aliens. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. It's just, I don't know if it's just us getting older, or with technology and information coming at us so fast that. You know, we, it's just, when I look back on my life, especially in my, you know, my teens and then my twenties, I really did trust the government (laughs) a lot. You know, I didn't think that they were capable of doing stuff like I do now. And I don't know if it's just, I watch too many TV shows. I don't know what it is, but it's, I think we always like, you grow up here in America and you, you think that we're the good guys, Mm -hmm. you know? But are we the good guys? I mean, sometimes maybe, but why are we fighting this war? What's really behind it? You know, it, it what, know. What, what do you always say, Gear? The 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 winners of the war write the history. That's true. Yeah, yeah. There is that that saying, you know, that the victor writes the history. And therefore there's there's when any some when something is chronicled in the like the ultimate narrative of us or say the American history, something is also intentionally left out. Yeah. Um, and 
within the last 50 years in, in like historical scholarship and even just mainstream media, there's been a rise in bringing to light those little tidbits, those little factoids that present kind of a different perspective of American history. Like, for instance, uh, like the 1619 Project, which is like huge right now. I don't know if you guys know about the 1619 Project. No. no. Well, the 1619 Project is a new version of U.S. history, which is revealing that we settled Jamestown already with the foundations of slavery being, you know, a pillar of our society. And it's carrying that kind of theme all the way up, even through emancipation and reconstruction, and is showing how even today there are new forms of slavery that are still existing within America. Um, such as? And such as uh, <coughs> wage, la- like, you know, wages, labor. Um, one of the things, you know, that they, they say about if you want to keep poor people working, just give them enough that they barely make it by. Like, just give them the cr- enough crumbs to almost have a sandwich. Yeah. But not enough to have a full sandwich. So why do you keep going to work? Well, I just need to keep getting the crumbs. And that's actually kind of a form of slavery. They're not paying you what you're worth. They're paying you what will keep you showing up. Yeah. And that's a form of slavery. Um, you know, there's still like different forms of sharecropping that exist right now. Oh, rent to buy. Like that's another thing. Rent to buy this home. Okay. I've rented it for 10 years. I'm two years away from owning it. And then all of a sudden the owner pulls out and you get nothing and they just kept all your money. Yeah. Like these are things uh, like new age slavery. Uh, But the other thing about these projects is like they present Abraham Lincoln in a different perspective. Yes. Did Abraham Lincoln... Was he back and forth? Was he like on the fence about slavery and then like race? Like that's a whole new concept. But um, equality, these are things that Lincoln, it wasn't a hidden fact that Lincoln did say things like, if I could free all the slaves and save the union, I would do it. If I kept them all enslaved and it would save the union, I would do that too. Like, yes, but that doesn't make him a blatant racist. That makes him still the, you know, the breaker of chains, if you will. Yeah. Game of Thrones. Um, you know, he's the great emancipator, yeah. you know, Father Abraham. Um, and so there's a trend now where people are really getting involved in knowing these like dark corners of, of, of U.S. history because the question being is, is U.S. an empire or is the United States an empire? We don't want to think we are because empire is an old world term. That's something monarchs do. Well, why do we own Guam? And Puerto Rico, like if we're not an empire, it's all a struggle for power, man. Exactly, that's what it is. It's all a struggle for power because I mean, when you look at what's going on right now in the political climate of what's been happening, as far as like the Democratic Party trying to find a nominee, why on earth would somebody spend half a billion, billion with a B, like boy, half a billion dollars to get a job that pays four hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year? Why would somebody do that? It's a it's a power str- it's it's yeah. for power. Yeah. It's a power struggle. Yep. Well, I mean, and why in, in 235 countries in the world does the United States have a military base in like 189 of them and we're spending a billion dollars a day. That's a billion with a B for boy a day on military defense. Yeah. Why? So that we remain the greatest nation in the world? Well, we were already the greatest nation in the world. Like, no one's close. They can think they're close. We might think they are close, but that's not true. Yeah. Um, why don't you put some of that money towards fighting coronavirus and education instead? 
Yeah, I heard something the other day, uh, maybe I heard it today, <clears throat> that there was possibly, like the CDC's known about the coronavirus for a while. And they've been, I don't know if they're sitting, and I don't know if this is correct or not. I, the problem with the news right now yeah, you don't know what is when you watch the news, every, almost everything, 90% of what you're getting now is opinion. Right. It's not fact. It, right. It's people's opinion. The scroll you see at the bottom of the news is the actual fact. That's the news. Right. The quantifiable pit. The yeah. quantifiable, you know, we can say this for certain without a doubt, this is happening. We will not get sued for this part right here. Right. However, a majority of what we see right now on on the news is is opinion. When you're watching like the big news channels, like, you know, you're not going to get that on local news because they're just like regurgitating facts. Right. They're repeating what the their <clears throat> national or parent company yeah. has already put. Yeah. But we're not getting the actual facts. So I don't even know if that's, you know. But that is also a problem that feeds into the hysteria of the coronavirus or any other thing. If, if, you, if you notice that we, we swing extremes yeah. in, recently and that's partly due to the growing gap in partisanship. Yeah. You know, the Democratic Party is so far different than the Republican Party that even both of them consider, you know, those people that are right in the middle uh, to be alien to them or enemies to their own agendas. Um, the media, because you, when you hear, you read the news and they're spinning opinions as facts, you have to first ask yourself, well, who owns this network? And what are they saying? Like, we all get Fox News is a is a is a very right wing news agency, and CNN likes to claim that they're very left, which mm -hmm. is probably not true. But it, you know it, they'll say that they'll look at the same fact, which is what you're seeing in those tickers, yeah, and what their opinion will be will be completely opposite of each other, and that's what's growing this like divide if you think about it in the, in the nation. And people are now at a point where they're fighting over over opposites instead yeah. of just saying. You have an opinion. Yeah. I have an opinion. I think the coronavirus is stupid and you're all acting ridiculous over it. Therefore, I'm not going to panic. That doesn't say I disrespect your opinion of believing you need to own all the toilet paper, but you're a dick for doing that. Yeah. Well, Darren White just posted something. I mean, he never posts stuff on Instagram and I just saw that Darren White posted something and it was a picture of him at the store and there was there were empty shelves and there was one case of water on there. And, and you know, he, he said something like, listen, he's like, there's no shortage of water. Yeah, that's I, I don't. But he also said he respected other people's opinion. He said, I am all for being well prepared, but don't panic. Yeah. You know, we don't have a water issue right now. Right. And I'm gonna go home and take a shower just to prove it. Yeah, exactly. Twenty yeah. minute or two. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm gonna I, shave I, my balls while I'm in there. Like, I'm in there. For I might a while. even go thirty minutes. We'll see. Yeah. You know, maybe I'll take a chair in there with me and leg actually up. sit down. You know, yeah. you never <laughs> but, know. But I'm I'm hoping too that this is uh this is a time where we we need to we need to start preparing and be ready. For if something happens, you know the the preppers are like, I fucking told yeah. you so. Right, I, you should have bought a forty foot Connex for this shit. <laughs> Y'all thought I was stupid. Yeah, yeah. Now who's stupid? You know, hold on to that water. You know, hold on to those non perishable food items. You know, and and because uh, 
who knows? It could be in our lifetime. The shit could hit the fan, and that when the lights go out, can yeah. you imagine what the world's gonna look like? Yeah, right. It's if it's I, I this think, bad now, holy crap! I think the kids are coming again. So, just so just just a fair warning. You oh, probably yeah, hear them in the background. Like the the connections that that is being made from this virus are, are insane. Like yeah. uh, our mother and father in law, they own a bunch of gold coins, and. Since this virus, they've literally told me every day how gold's like going up. They're like, I just, I'm so happy with all the panicking because the stock market's crashing. You know, when the stock market crashes, gold goes through the roof. Right. But there's a limit to all that stuff because if the zombie apocalypse did happen tomorrow and power went out and water was becoming scarce and I was walking down the road holding a brick of gold. And there was a guy holding a gallon of water. Yeah. His water is more valuable than this shiny thing in my exactly, hand. Exactly, yeah. So yeah. for all you people listening that are thinking you should need to invest in gold and build your bunkers, maybe build the bunker. But instead of spending your money on gold, spend it on like MREs and non-perishable foods. Right. Yeah. And a shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. And shells. And shells. Yeah. Lots that's and the, lots yeah. of shells. And put locks on your guns. Please yeah. put, put lock locks on your, on your guns. Never put a lock on your gun. Darwin said it best. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Put you definitely lock. I think I'm pretty sure it's law. Yeah, yeah. You, sh- you need to. <laughs> yeah. Too many kids, too many stupid adults out there that don't know how to handle guns. It's, yeah. you know, it's bad. Um, but, you know, prepare and uh, help each other out. Everybody you know, calm down. He- here's what I'm hoping. I mean, we haven't. <clears throat> We've never seen anything like this in our lifetime. Right. Where the hell were all these plagues when we were in school? Ser- well, no, seriously. Yeah, I mean, think about think it. Like, we've never, we've never seen something like this in our lifetime. The, the closest thing that we've H1N1? seen. No. Swine flu? No. Nope. H1N2? <laughs> I, I don't know what that is. It's the next year's one. Oh, the next year one. Um, but we've never seen something this on, on a scale this this big and the last time that i think that we've seen any sort of like panic or chaos and it's not full-blown panic or chaos yet but i mean it's it could get there very easily oh yeah was with Mm 9-11 yeah but that yeah that that was different just because we united i mean sure that happened it was kind of the opposite it was like okay it's on. These well, motherfuckers I, are going down, and we're going to help yeah. each other out. And but, but my point is, like, you know, when when that when that event happened, you really saw everybody come together, and they're like, "Oh, really? Not? <laughs> oh, no, you didn't." Kind of thing, you know. And I, I'm hoping that we'll kind of, I mean, especially for the country, just because of the political climate and landscape that we've been in for the past, you know, for four to eight years, you know, I guess it wasn't this bad with Obama when he was in office, but everybody is just freaking out with Trump. But I'm hoping that something like this could actually help draw the country back together. Because when you look at like, when you look at what happened yesterday, I mean, day by day, you're watching this stuff happen. And, you know, Trump gives the address in the Rose Garden at the, at the, at the White House and then within eight hours, they've pushed through this new measure to help, you know, combat the coronavirus. And it was, 
It was Nancy Pelosi. It was, you know, all these people that helped put this deal together. You know, it's funny. I was reading that article and the vote was like, I can't remember what the vote was, but it was something ridiculous. Like 40 people voted against it and hundreds voted for it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like. They don't vote with such margins unless they're raising their own salary. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, who the fuck voted against this? Right. Right. Like, who's the asshole that said, no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I think this is a bad idea. Yeah. Those people need to go. Right. They they just need to be gone. Yeah. It's like Mitch McConnell. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I just know. voted no because I'm grumpy. They didn't they didn't have the names, and I wish they would have had the names on the list of the 40 people who voted against this package to help, you know, with this stuff. So um well, that, that's one of our, our, our virtues as an American society that when it when needs to be, like we're very individualists most of the time. It's every man for himself. We all want the American dream and we're all fighting over each other. To, but when the to shit hits the fan, but when everybody- she, Yeah. Like, you see how Congress can just all of a sudden be on the same page and get a bill passed in like a day? It literally was we, like eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. We somehow rise above... And become a, a one, like a unit, yeah, if you will. Like people remember what it actually means to like be a citizen of something higher. Yeah. And right now, your government's telling you to be lazy and stay home and watch TV. Yeah. Which is probably the greatest like call to arms we've ever gotten. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're going to Europe to kill fascists. Right. Or you know, this is yeah. pretty good. Yeah. And colleges are saying, ah, oh, you know what? We're going to give you a couple weeks off, you know? And- yeah. Oh, yeah. So what, what are you? You got. So they, ex- yeah, UNM extended their um, spring break by two weeks to April 6th. Um, I like to ha- underline that word break in there, but um, it's not technically a break. Uh, so we have this next week off, but then they're right now scrambling to get everything transitioned to an online interaction of some kind. Uh, if, if face to face is required, it needs to be at a minimum, but you know, schoolwork will go on, you know, students paid thousands and thousands of dollars to get an education this semester and by golly, they're going to get it. Yeah. I got some friends who are doing the EMT program at CNM and, and, uh, they're like, what, what do we do? Because a lot of it is hands-on training and you can't just do that online. You know, you have to be in the labs and yeah. you got to be do, learning the CPR stuff. And so they're kind of like, what the hell? How are we going to, how are we going to do this? So yeah. they're trying to figure it out. But, you know, I think it's smart that, that they're just canceling things, you know, it's the best thing right now. I yeah. You know, I think like we're probably, we're going to have a new norm for about at least 30 days. Like there's going to be a new norm for at least 30 days, more than likely 60 days. Yeah. And then once once we kind of get over this hump of the new norm is when things will probably start to normalize again. I, I think. Yeah. I think. That's what I tell my wife. Once you get past this first hump, it'll normalize. <laughs> so glad she doesn't listen to this oh i'm gonna make her listen to it <laughs> of course i haven't are. i haven't said anything like you You know my wife she's she's don't say that that's embarrassing and i'm like okay but i haven't broken it yet so mm. but yeah they said what uh it would take something like 10 weeks like or 10 8 to 10 weeks for it to actually like fully be in like a remission if everybody did exactly as they've said so well far. the i guess the deal with with the virus is like it could take up to five weeks 
like you could have it for up to five weeks before you start showing symptoms or something like that. And, um, and then after that, I think the, it's like another 14 or 15 days. So that's why they're doing the, you know, the quarantine for, for a couple of weeks. So you guys just be smart out there, man. Yeah. Just, just be, you wash know, your hands, wash your freaking hands. That's you know? one thing I think I've gotten pretty good at now is, you know, I used to be a 10 second washer. Now I'm a, I'm a good ABC. I, like a alphabet, whole tool song you know? worth. <laughs> Wake up. Put a little, little, little makeup. Exactly. Wash my hands on the sink. <laughs> That's the system of down. Oh, is that, I said tool, didn't I? Yeah, you said tool. My bad. Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't on radio for like a bit. Sing happy birthday to yourself twice or sing your ABCs once yeah. at a normal pace, and that's how you're supposed to wash your hands. Yeah, you know, don't don't cough, don't sneeze on people. I was at the store today. I was um, I was at the grocery store today, and I was talking to this older woman behind me, and her daughter's a doctor, and she's talking to me about the coronavirus. You know, she's like, you know, the reason why they tell you to wash your hands for so long is because this is the thing that actually can like help fight the coronavirus. And I'm like, well, uh, obviously, yeah. you know I mean? <laughs> Hygiene. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And you're also telling me that wiping my butt well is also a good thing. Yeah. Where'd you come up with that? Einstein? So funny. Just like pulling up to the store and just like seeing people come out with carts of toilet paper. Yeah, man. It's like, why, you know, why don't you, if you're going to stock up on stuff, Stock up on like non-perishable granola bars and peanut butter and crackers. Right. I, I can live without toilet paper. Like I, oh, yeah. Like my first guy here, I can live without it. Because like if my neighbors are hoarding toilet paper, I just shit in their yard. <laughs> like, it's outside. If you go over and knock and be away. like, hey, can you spare roll? Uh, oh, sorry, dog. I can't. And I'll, I'll like I never know I'm out of toilet paper before the crap comes. Like I will have sat down, pushed it all out. And that's when I look across to see this cardboard roll. And I'm like, oh, no, Biggs. I open the drawer. There's nothing. I just grab one of Lisa's, like, towels (laughs) (laughs) or whatever. Or you could just hop in the shower right next to the commode and rinse your ass off. And then just do, like, the old waffle stomp. Push it through the 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 grate. Yeah. Yeah. Some fish in the Mediterranean is going to be eating that in about five years. Um no, what really upset me was not the toilet paper. I was I, when I was at the commissary yesterday. The thing that really upset me was they were sold out of all like frozen French fries and tater tots. <laughs> like, what the hell is that? Like the toilet paper. Okay, I get that belongs like it's probably one of the first items to go in a pandemic. Right. But French fries, man, like you monster. You know, it's funny. Is I was at a I was at Trader Joe's yesterday, and we buy these specific types of pancakes like the little freezer section pancakes for the kids. And these ones, Ella's got a dairy allergy. She's allergic to dairy. And so we buy her these little dairy-free pancakes. Everything, almost everything was gone in the freezer section, except for French fries and Ella's pancakes. Where is she? Allerson's? Or no, at Trader Joe's. Trader, oh, I, don't, I can't afford that, man. I'm sorry. What are you talking about? Trader Joe's is inexpensive. I'm the 99%, man. <laughs> I am too. Dude, you buy a big bag of French fries there for like two fifty. That go- is one thing I used to think Trader Joe's was kind of like Sprouts or it's yeah. not. Whole Foods. It's, it's, and not. it's not. It's affordable. No. I used to think that too, but it's hmm. no. It's actually pretty affordable. Hmm. You know? No. Oh, there you go. Take <laughs> yeah. it back. Well, you know, when you have Fuck money you to spare, you, get to, you can experiment and find these things out. Me, I, I have to be very careful with my dime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As do I, my friend. So I go as, to the commissary. As we all do. Don't I wish I could taxes. go to the commissary. You can. 
can't. Yes, with, you can. With Gurry. You got out, yes? Yeah. Have you ever filed a VA disability claim of any kind? No. Have you? Okay, well, you should start there. Okay. File it. Um, you'll. What if they tell me I'm not... Something well, you has will, to be you will at, at, at a minimum, you will get a 0% rating, which just means that you did serve um, and that because of serving, there is some wear and tear that was involved and therefore there's some treatment you're entitled to at the VA, right? And it could be... Um, you know, you have bad back from the, back then, and then that's something that they will treat. But if you have a zero percent rating or any rating of any kind from the VA now, you are entitled to commissary benefits. Oh, is the commissary is that pretty dirt cheap? Tax free, dude. Tax, Tax free. free? Yeah. Yep. It's uh, it's on average, it's it's probably about fifty cents to a dollar cheaper per item. Uh, like ground beef, ninety six percent at a pound. It was like two dollars. See, that's, I just bought 80% and I paid like 16 bucks for like four pounds of it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You don't realize how much you're taxed on things until like you get to buy something tax free yeah. and you're like, like a carton of cigarettes tax free is like 25 bucks. Is that how much <laughs> cigarettes are over there? Not over there. Uh, because there are still some like, you know, dependencies on states. How much is a carton of cigarettes over there? Over there? Yeah. 45, $50. Dude, they're like seventy five at the stores. They're one hundred and forty three dollars in Connecticut. Wow, Connecticut for Expensive for a state that fought a war over taxes. They really like them. <laughs> yeah, they've got some tax issues over there. It's expensive. That's a ritzy place, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're fucking calling me the one percenter, dude. You just fucking moved from Connecticut, dick. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you were living. But the whole time I was there, I lived like I lived in a shanty. Oh, a shanty, two thousand square foot colonial home. Walked uh, acreage with a well. Is it like Walking Dead type neighborhood with the Walking Dead neighborhood they have? No, it's more like uh, Deliverance type neighborhood. No, it wasn't. (laughs) Deliverance. He makes it. You make it sound like you were living in a shanty and you were not. No, our town, our town square is famous for KKK rallies, and (laughs) yeah, it was pretty cool. What, ca- what city did you live in? I live in Scotland, Connecticut. Scotland, that's right. Yes, you've never heard of it, and no one else ever has. Like, six people know it exists. How many is, people? Uh, the whole town's like 900. Wow. Yeah. It's like Ennis, Ennis, Montana. Every, every, like, it's we lo- called Anus, Montana. Yeah. Okay. You watch your mouth. There's my Anus, Connecticut. <laughs> Johnny Knoxville went there. Wow. Really? Yeah. You didn't see that bit when he was like, look, a whale in my anus. <laughs> no, I look, didn't see that. A dog taking a crap in my anus. That's that's amazing. Dude, I watched Jackass, uh, the movie with the kids the other day, and that's some funny stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's just oh, okay. ridiculous so, funny stuff. All right, so let's talk about something light for a minute. Um, TV alert for everybody. And I know neither one of you have seen this yet because you haven't talked to me about it. And it's possibly one of the funniest new shows on television. It's on FX, and it's called Dave. Oh, it's about Little Dicky. It's Little Dicky's new show. Really? And it is fucking funny. It is so... The last episode was so funny. Like, the whole buildup on the show was was really good. And then you got to, like, the last three minutes of the program. And it was possibly one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like, that dude is... He's, he's a genius. Like, he's really funny. Yeah, he's hilarious. You have to watch that show, Dave. Yeah. Have you seen Barry on HBO? Yeah. Barry's okay. Really? Yeah. I loved Barry. It's good. It's no it's no Dave. No Dave? Okay. Have you watched it yet? No, I haven't watched it yet. Oh. There's th- there are three episodes out. You have to watch it. So funny. I'll only watch something if there's at least one season out. So fucking funny. Little Dicky won my heart on my last tour in in Afghanistan. With professional rapper? 
Yeah. No, no. He won it with uh, ex-boyfriend. Oh. Uh, I I was visiting like a, one of the mother fobs or something, and my best friend. What is that? Uh, so like if you're in an infantry unit or something, you most likely will be living in a cop, a com, a com combat uh, outpost. So it's just you, forty guys or up to a hundred guys, but you live very remote, and then your battalion operates out of a big fob, like a forward operating base. So like. Kandahar Airfield. Okay. It houses brigades and divisions. It's huge. Yeah. So that's where they would be. And occasionally you go there to like resupply, refit, or even get a break because they have like pizza and stuff there. Uh, but one of my buddies was lucky that he got to be stationed at CAF. And we, I visited him when I showed up. Uh, the first thing he said was, dude, you have to watch this music video. I've never seen anything like it. I don't know how to explain it. And I was like, all right, we'll try. And he goes, well, there's a cartoon penis with abs in it. <laughs> and I was like, shut the front door. Let's go right now. <laughs> Screw this debrief I'm supposed to go do with the battalion commander. I'd love to watch this video. And then I saw this video and like, you know, the part where he's like heads like looking up at this dude schlong. Won me over. Yeah. I was like, this is art oh my in motion. That's he awesome. is like, he is the, there. there's always like this, the standing rule in certain uh, in certain businesses, like in, in comedy and in comedy and in radio, you know, like if you can be the butt of the joke, you know, you're going to be really successful if you've got thick skin and you can take it. And and like Howard Stern, you know, what's what's the one thing that Howard Stern always said? Like, I've got a really small penis. You know, yeah, and and it's like he just kind of own, owns that. You know, whether it's true or not, who knows? Right. But that's what he says, and he's okay with being the butt of the joke. Right. And Dave Bird, aka Lil Dicky, does the same thing, and he talks about like he talks about the birth defects in this yeah, episode, aka leftward sloping penis. Yeah, yeah, he talks about the birth defects he's got on his penis and how he had to have surgeries when he was a kid and he's got this weird condition with the second pee hole where he has to like cover it with his finger so it doesn't shoot all over the place <laughs> when he's peeing somewhere because that's why he always sits down to pee. Oh, and like his girlfriend had ever seen his his uh his junk since they they they've been together for like 2 2 or 3 years and she's never seen his penis and she's like I've totally seen it. He's like, "No you haven't." She's like, "Okay, fine, let me see it." And he shows her and she's like, "Oh, Huh. <laughs> that's a that's a very manly response. You yeah. know, that's what you, that really empowers you to hear when someone looks at your junk up close, you know. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when they say it's just right for me. I'm like fuck you. Yeah. You're the perfect size. Yeah, like you're exactly what I've always wanted. No pain, nothing. What? So wait, not what? Are you are you done yet? Bitch, I'm already done. All right. Well, guys, gals, good luck out there. Yeah, you know what? It's Armageddon. Don't it's not don't say that. Sign of the times. Don't Ricker. fucking say it that. Is. Sign of the times. Frick. Jesus is coming they're back. Building Every- the th- I heard I saw they're building the Thunderdome like right out Ooh. there in Bernalillo. Oh, in Bernalillo. Nice. Yeah, so we're yeah. going to get Mad Max up in here pretty soon. Everything's going to be okay. You guys just stay calm. Don't freak out. Jesus come quickly. <clears throat> and you know what? Be kind to each other. Like, help people out if you can. Like, I, I saw this story. Just don't touch them. Yeah, don't touch them. Don't I saw this story them. yesterday on uh, on CNN, and it was actually a very cool story. This woman's like a professional swimmer or something like that, or runner. I don't know what she is. But she's walking into the store, 
and she hears some old lady screaming for her, right? And this old lady and her husband, I guess, are in this car, and she like cracks the window and rolls it down a little bit, and she just tells this girl, she's like, "I'm I'm afraid to go in there." You know, she's like, "We're like eighty five years old, you know, and we're afraid to go in there because they're sitting there watching all this stuff." And she asked the girl, she's like, "If I give you some money, will you buy my groceries for me?" And so the girl did it. You know, yeah. it's like, that's nice. Yeah. If you can help people, help people. Especially the elderly. Yeah. <laughs> they're the ones who are going to be, you know, they're the ones who are dying from this virus. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. You know, yeah. Do what you can. Help man. a Meemaw out. Exactly. Help a Popo out. That's right. And even if the virus is gone, gee. You should just help old people. You should in help general. people You know anyways, what? Man. They've been talking about how the stock market it needs like it needs a correction, you know, and there's a correction coming. I think our country needs a correction, and maybe this virus, maybe that can be the silver lining in all of this. Maybe. I mean, yeah, for a while. There's that. There's no renaissance without the plague. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it all goes back to biblical times, my friends. You know, when the Israelites were in the desert for how many years? Forty years. And guess what? God took care of them, and all they did was bitch and complain the entire time because they were comfortable and taken care of. That's exactly what happens to us in countries. When they get comfortable, we bitch. Yeah. We want more. And I think maybe we're just a little too comfortable, you know? And sometimes this kind of stuff- No, no, people are going to misinterpret this and saying that God is doing this to us. I'm not saying God's doing it. I'm just saying that it's times like these that, like you said- Brings us back to reality. And we, we have to know that things, shit happens. Yeah. Shit can happen. Somebody could drop a bomb again on a building here in America. That could happen. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. And are we going to be prepared when it does? When the lights go out? <laughs> no. I think we need a correction. Yeah. This could be the correction that yeah, we need. a little bit of a correction. We just need to be kind to each other. Seriously. Just be fucking kind to one another. Except for Jeff. You can Except go for fuck Jeff, yourself. fuck that guy. <laughs> I hope you. I don't know you, Jeff. So no, ass. don't say that Whoa, here. Hey, Uncle hey. Harry, don't say that. Cash um, calls him Uncle Harry. Uh, man, Uncle Harry, why, why? I'm just gonna start calling you Harry from now on. That's fine. It's better than what everybody else calls me. Yeah. All right, you guys, uh, tell your friends, subscribe to uh, Buck and Dex Army on Instagram, Facebook, share it with everybody. Um, what else we got? Anything, uh, anything else going on? No, you know what, man? You guys uh, make sure to to patronize our sponsors as well, the people that are helping us make this podcast possible. Mm. We've got Total Betty Donuts, brand new sponsor. They're down on Louisiana, yeah. north of San Antonio. So go check them out. They have these like little mini made-to-order donuts. Oh, We've nice. got Unleashed Sports Nutrition, the corner of Southern and Unser and Rio Rancho. Thank you, Corey. Gotta, yeah, thank you, Corey and Jen. They've got a new store coming to the Winrock Town Center in April allegedly if it's done yeah they got a sign up there yeah so we've got that we've got uh, michael bowen over at waterstone mortgage if you're thinking about getting uh he's the show sponsor thank you michael he's the title sponsor of the show the bowen team and waterstone mortgage so if you need something hit those guys up uh we also have sandia bmw motorcycles Mm -hmm. and uh go they've got cool stuff they got those cool adventure bikes yeah so if you'd like to sponsor uh the podcast let us know am i missing somebody i feel like i'm missing somebody missing somebody Jesus. Total Betty Donuts. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We always say thank you to um, Jesus. Total Betty Donuts. Sandia BMW. If you are missing some Waterstone. They're, pissed. <laughs> they're pulling. Oh, of course. Ooh. Of course. How could I forget 
our very, very good friend, I'm sorry, Darren White. Oh, shit. Pure Life. <laughs> Pure Life Medical Cannabis Store. <laughs> Those guys are the largest we medical cannabis dispensary in the state. so good, we forgot about you. <laughs> <laughs> Their weed is so good, we forgot. <laughs> no, they seriously, they carry huge amounts of strains, probably the most amounts of strains out of any dispensary in the state. So, yeah, those guys are, when we recorded the podcast over there, just watching the way that they interacted with everybody was super cool. Yeah. So, um, I think next time we record, we need to go on location. There's a restaurant that popped up over here. It's a former food truck. Okay. It's the Kamikaze oh, food truck. You keep talking about this Kamikaze food truck. And Dude. so I haven't experienced I, I talked to him. I've been, <laughs> I'm undoing all of my progress at the gym because the Kamikaze food truck opened on the corner of Candelaria and Comanche. But um, yeah, he's got a big space up there. And he told me, he was like, whenever you guys want to come over and record, we'll block off the whole upper section for you. You can have the whole thing. And, you know, he'll feed us and yeah, it's uh it's good stuff. So you guys we'll go over there and record a podcast. Cool. Till next time, boys and girls, Gary, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Harry. Thank you. Thank you, Uncle Harry. <laughs> Uncle Harry. You guys be nice to each other out there. Don't be dicks. That's all we got. There ain't no more. Time is tight. It's the end of the show. Have you been thinking of a career in the fire service? Don't know where to start? You can check out Vulcan Fitness. I've been a part of Vulcan Fitness now, um, going into my second uh, Vulcan program. First, uh, first one was eight weeks. Uh, just launched into my second one, and I'm looking to become a firefighter. And that's exactly what Vulcan Fitness is all about. It prepares you to be a firefighter and EMT. Uh, the fire service, it requires high levels for physical fitness mental fortitude on a daily basis and Vulcan fitness has developed a program to prepare you mentally, nutritionally, and physically for what it takes to be successful. Uh, their 10 week program covers an academic portion, which contains exam prep, studying tactics, interview practice, and portfolio enrichment and a fitness and nutrition portion, which helps with physical deficiencies and nutrition education geared to help you to reach your goal. So you can check out the, <clears throat> you can check them out right now on Instagram at hashtag I am Vulcan fit. That's on Instagram at hashtag I am Vulcan fit and their website at Vulcan athlete.com. That's Vulcan athlete.com.